Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. And faith is an important subject for Christian because we started our walk with God by faith. And we walk by faith every single day until Jesus returns. As long as we are on earth here, we need faith. Once we go to heaven, we don't need faith anymore because we're going to meet Jesus. We're going to talk to him. All the curses will be gone. All the sickness will be gone. So we don't need faith in heaven. But as long as we walk on earth, we still need faith. And even the Apostle Paul said that we fight the good fight of faith. Faith is a weapon to fight on earth. As long as we are on the earth here, we still need to take over the promised land. In the promised land, there are giants that we need to kill. In the promised land, there are enemies that we have to overcome. And we overcome the enemies and giants in our life to take over the promised land by faith. Today, I'd like to talk about the first part of the definition of faith. We're going to have three parts altogether. What is faith? Unfortunately, many Christians are not educated about what faith is. I'm not talking about scientific faith or American faith or Chinese faith or Thai faith or Vietnamese faith. I want to talk about Bible faith. What is the Bible faith? If we don't understand Bible faith, then we will not be able to get anything from God. Faith is like a hand that we can reach out to God. Faith is like a hand that will lay hold of the unseen realm of hope and bring it into the realm of reality. In the universe, there are two realms, spiritual realms that are unseen. And the physical realm that you see, the chair, the airplane, the clothes, your house, your car, this, we are in the physical realm. But there is another realm that we don't see that is the spiritual realm. In the spiritual realm, God is there. Also, demons and good angels. And we need to know how to reach out into the spiritual realm to get what God promised in the Bible or what God wants to give to you through the purchase work of the cross by Jesus Christ into the physical realm. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1, the definition of Bible faith. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. I like the definition, Bible definition. If we understand how to walk by faith according to the Bible definition of faith, we're going to see a lot of glory day. We're going to see a lot of miracles in our life. Amen. The Bible says, now. Everyone say, now. now. Faith is the substance. What does it mean, substance? Something you can see, something you can touch, something you can feel, something that you can experience. Faith is like a hand that will bring the substance that will cause the thing that you hope for into the reality or into substance until you see the evidence of what you don't see. So faith is important. 
one of the Bible translation say, "Now faith means that we are confident of what we hope for, convinced of what we do not see. We are dealing with what we don't see. We are dealing what we hope for, and how can we get those things that we don't see in the spiritual realm into the physical realm? We call materialization." become materialized in our life to, to experience either the feeling of the Holy Spirit or healing or miracle or provision or anything that God promises in the Bible, how we can get that into our physical life. We need to reach out to God by faith. And the Bible says clearly what faith is. God is our Father. In the Bible, God gave us so many promises. The promise of protection, the promise of provision, the promise of healing, the promise of deliverance, the promise of guidance, the promise of having wisdom, the promise of victory, triumph. All these promises has been bought already by the blood of Jesus Christ. 2,000 years ago, Jesus paid the price. He shed his blood. And that blood bought all these good things for us. And He promises us all these good things. But in order to receive those things that Jesus already bought or already purchased for us, we reach out to Him by faith. Healing, deliverance, provision, wisdom, guidance, protection. A lot of good things that God wants to give to us. And we get those things by faith. The problem is many Christians don't understand how to use this hand of faith. They try to get things from God by hope, not by faith. Faith will make it work, but hope will not make it work. So we need to understand that a lot of Christians come to God and ask God to give them what He promised them by hope. H-O-P-E. What does it mean, hope? Hope is about the future. But faith is about now. Have you ever heard people pray like this? Oh, I hope one of these days I will get out from debt and God's provision will come. I hope, oh God, I hope you heal me. Oh God, I hope that you protect me in this trip. People go to God by hope, but not by faith. And that's why they don't see the answer from God. They pray and pray and pray and pray for years and years. They ask God for their loved ones to be saved. The Bible promises that we and our household shall be saved. And they just keep saying, God, I hope my mom will be saved. My kids will be saved. I hope one of these days their salvation will come. If you keep praying like that, you will never get answer from God. And God stick to His rule. The rule is, if you want the answer from God, you need to reach out to Him by faith. Amen? This principle of faith is applied to everything that you want us to give you according to the Bible. I'm not saying that you ask God to give you something that God doesn't want you to have. For example, you cannot pray that, God, could you please help me to divorce my wife so that I can have another girl? That is not the prayer of faith. That is not faith that I'm talking about. Faith has to be based on the Bible, not 
your carnality. Okay, when you ask God for something, you don't ask God for something that will fulfill your carnality. You need to ask God to give you what He promised in the Bible. Only the Bible is the foundation of your faith. Not your own idea, not what the TV say, not what the newspaper say, not what the world say, but only what the Word of God says. Amen. Hope is about the future, and it will not help you to get anything from God. But faith is about now. Everyone say now. If you come together and pray, and one person have hope, another person have faith, it will not work. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 19, Again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. I believe in corporate prayer. I believe that when husband and wife pray together, I heard a testimony from John this morning. I walk in, he told me the testimony. He text messaged me last night that he was sick on Friday. He could not make it to the revival service. Could you please pray? And I and my wife, we agree together. We pray in the name of Jesus. And then I text message him back around midnight. And he said that by the time we pray, he felt the power of God came upon him and he was healed. And then the text message came later on. You see the power of prayer. When you agree with one another, I want to encourage husband and wife to pray together all the time. I want to encourage the care group members, when you get together in a care group, pray together for people's need. Because when two or three people get together and pray by faith, heaven will support. Heaven will answer. Amen? That's why we need to go to care group. That's why we need to gather together, come together and pray in unity. But many times, we notice that our prayer doesn't work. How many people experience that the prayer doesn't work? Sometimes. Some of you all the time. <laughs> to pray and pray never work. The prayer never work. You know, when the prayer doesn't work, don't blame God. Why? Because prayer never changes God. Prayer only changes the circumstances. When you cry now to God, it doesn't change God. Where did you, before you pray, during you pray, or after you pray, God never changes. So if the prayer doesn't work, who need to change? We need to change. Because God is a faithful God and He never changes. He never fails. Everyone say, God never fails. God never changes. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering. For He who promised, mean God, is faithful. Whatever he says in the Bible, he is faithful to do it. But the problem that we don't get the answer from God is something wrong with us. It's our part that needs to change, not God. God doesn't need to change. Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus never changes. God's promise never changes. God's faithfulness never changes. So if we want God to hear our prayer and answer our prayer, we need to do like Abraham. Look at what Abraham did. In Romans chapter 4, 20 to 21, I love this scripture. He, mean Abraham, did not waver at the promise of God through unbelief. This scripture means that 
God answer did not come right away. God promised Abraham to have a son, but it did not come for many many years. You may pray for the healing, you may ask God for healing, but it did not come right away, it, or it has not come yet. Are you going to give up and waver like this in your faith with unbelief? God say, Abraham did not waver. At the promise of God through unbelief, he just stood firm. He just believed. He did not give up his faith, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. When you walk by faith, you will give glory to God, and being fully convinced. Everyone say fully convinced. Are you fully convinced that God promise never fails? You need to be fully convinced that what He had promised. He was also able to perform. I like that. You stand in faith. God never fail. You need to keep changing. If the answer doesn't come yet, you need to look at yourself. Maybe something wrong in your life that you need to repent. Maybe God tell you to do something and you need to obey. You keep changing because God never changes, and then you stand firm in your faith. And believe that God is able to perform. How many people believe that if God could create the heavens and the earth, He could do anything for you? It's a piece of cake. It's not a big deal. Anything in your life. That's why I like laughter. Every time the Holy Spirit touch me and I laugh. I saw God sit on the throne and look at the problem in your life, and He just say, "Ha ha ha, <laughs> it's a piece of cake." Is easy, just like that. It's done. God did not even have to pick up his finger. He just said, "It's done." That's why laughter is about faith, because when you see the problem come towards you, and the Holy Spirit gives you laughter, gives you faith, you look at the problem, <laughs> piece of cake. <laughs> Without faith. You will be shaken. You will be oh, lose sleep, taking Valium and so love and cry and could not sleep because you don't have faith and you just get depressed and get sad. But when you have faith, you laugh, you smile. You're not shaken. You're not wavered by the situation in your life. Amen. One preacher say like this. I read to you. If I pray for any one thing and pray just one time for anything. And I don't get it. I start changing. I start changing because I pray, and that prayer is not answered. There will have to be a change on my part before the answer comes. I know there cannot be any changing on God's part because He never changes. So if there has to be any change, it has to be on my end of the line. So if I pray and do not receive, then I start changing. Maybe you have to change your lifestyle. Maybe you pray for a spouse for many years, and God hasn't answered you. Maybe you need to change your lifestyle. Maybe smile a little bit more, being nicer, so that the lady will come around you and like you. If you have a long face all the time, you keep praying. No one gonna want to marry you. Maybe you have to change your lifestyle. Some of you may have to change the way you dress. Or you may have to take a shower a couple times a day, because if you have too much smell, no one gonna marry you. 
You may have to change your lifestyle. Maybe you have to change the way you talk to God. Amen. A lot of things we need to change so that God can answer the prayer, because we are the one who block the answer, not God. God wants to give you so badly, but we are the one ourselves that block the answer from God. The way we live, the way we talk. Some people talk unbelief all the time. Oh, I'm broke. Oh, I'm sick. I'm tired. Oh, you talk like that all the time. That's why the answer never come. Because you curse yourself all the time, you have to change before the answer come. But don't take me wrong; I don't say that hope is not important. The Bible said that in order to walk this life to the end with victory, we need three things in our life: number one, hope; number two, faith; and number three, love. First Corinthians chapter thirteen, verse thirteen: Now abide faith, hope, love. These three, but the greatest of these is love. The Bible never say hope and faith is not important. You cannot substitute faith for love. You cannot substitute hope for faith either. All of them are important, and each of them is a different instrument for you. To walk in this life with victory, I use a razor as an instrument to shave the hair of my patient. I don't use a razor to take the tumor out, and then I use the drill to make a hole on the skull. You have imagination now. I open the skull. I open the skull. I use the drill, we call Cartman drill, to take make the hole in the skull to remove the skull. Then I use forceps. And this sector and microscope to take the tumor out. So each instrument has its own purpose. Is that right? I don't use the drill to get into the brain. The brain is going to be shattered. If you put the drill into the brain, but you use gentle forceps and this sector to open the brain and clip the aneurysm. You need to use the right equipment for the right purpose. The same thing, love. Is something for you to walk with God, obeying God, gain the favor from God. Love revealed by obedience. Hope is important too, and I'm gonna show you the scripture why hope is important. What is about hope? Hope is about the future. You have hope for the future. What kind of hope you have? We call blessed hope. Every Christian should have hope, and you should not get rid of hope because hope is about the future. What is the future? Jesus will come back to judge the world and reign for a thousand years. We have hope for the future that we're going to be raptured up and come down to reign with Jesus on that day. I have hope that one day I will see my mom in heaven because she is in heaven right now. My mom was born again before she died. Six months before she died, she was born again. So I have hope that I will see my loved one in heaven. Amen. I have hope that one day. My body will be resurrected from the ground with a new glorious body, and look healthy, and no sickness and disease, no tears, no doctor, no chiropractor, no neurosurgeon, no hospital anymore. That is my hope. That one day I can live forever in heaven with a new glorious body, without being old, without being sick. I have hope that one day I will be able to fellowship with Pastor Da in heaven. I hope that my home, my mansion. Will be close to Pastor Da. We are not husband and wife anymore in heaven. 
but we're gonna be brother and sister, and I can meet with her, and we can have a waterfront house. Right now, I'll give up waterfront house to do the church because I want to spend time on the mission. But that day, I will have a waterfront house, maybe on the mountain, and pass it down next door. And Pirate and Brenda, another house next door to me. He will not talk about car anymore on, in, in heaven because we didn't, don't need car. We just fly in heaven. And the next door will be uh, Terry. Terry will have another house. All the friends in the church here will have the house next door to each other. And we're going to have fellowship for eternity. I tell you, that is hope. And your faith cannot change those things at all. You cannot exercise your faith to bring Jesus back sooner. Think about it. You cannot exercise your faith to make heaven or get rid of heaven. Heaven is real and it's going to be there. And your loved one who believes in Jesus is there no matter what. Hope is good for you. And you cannot get rid of hope. Why? Let me read this scripture. 1 John chapter 3, verse 3. And everyone who has this hope in him purifies himself just as he is pure. Hope helps us to purify us. In other words, hope helps us to walk a holy life. Every time I want to sin against God, I was thinking, I don't want to miss heaven. I want to be with Pastor Da, with my mom, with my friend in the church. So I want to repent as fast as I can. Hope purified us. So we need hope to meet Jesus one day. We have hope to hear Jesus say, good and faithful servant one day. I have hope that one day I can wear the crown of life and the crown of glory. Every time I get tired, this weekend, very tired for me. Friday night, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, today all day. This weekend is a heavy weekend for me. And then I have to edit my sermon, prepare sermon, prepare sermon for the camp, reign in Christ. A lot of work for me, all day long, working, working, working for the church. And sometimes I feel that I should be like other surgeons that just go out on the boat in summer and enjoy Lake Washington. But every time I think that way, God remind me, but in heaven, you're going to have the crowd of glory. You're going to have a lot of reward. You're going to have a truck road of reward in heaven. So work hard now, and your real vacation is in heaven. Now just work hard. But when I go to heaven, I'm going to have vacation forever. I believe that there will be Waikiki Beach in heaven too. And Hanana Bay. Hallelujah. Amen. So hope is about the future, but faith is about now. Let me repeat one more time. Faith is about now. Faith is a weapon for you to receive everything from God in this life now. So if you pray by faith, you don't pray like this. God, I hope that I will be healed next year. If you pray by faith, you say, by the stripe of Jesus Christ, I'm healed now. It's a present tense. It was done deal 2,000 years ago, and I received now. I taught one Japanese student a few years ago. She came to my house during the snow day. She said she had back pain. And I told her that there is an exchange at the cross. Why don't you have spiritual imagination this way? Pull out your back pain. And handed to Jesus at the cross 2,000 years ago. And opened your hands and received healing right now and put on your back. She did that. 
after we pray like that, she said, "In Jesus' name, I give sickness to you, my back pain, and I receive the hearing now." The pain gone at that point. She get up and oh, my pain is gone. Because faith is about now; it's not about the future. Faith is about now. You have faith now. Look at what the Bible say. This is not my own idea. Look at what the Bible say in Mark chapter 11, verse 24. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe. Everyone say believe, believe. that you receive. That's the Bible say you will receive or you receive. You receive. It's a present tense. Them, and you will have them. Which come first, having or believing? Believing come before having. If you try to switch things around to have first before we believe, that is not faith anymore. If you just believe, if you have have first, then it will be unknowing, not believing. In other words, if you still have fever, and you say in Jesus' name on the cross by His stripe, I am healed now. The fever still linger in your body, but you say I receive healing already. Then the fever will be gone later. It will come later on. The healing come after belief. Belief have to come first. It's a present tense, but the materialization of what you ask for will come later on. Maybe next day, maybe next hour, maybe next year. Things will happen. Pastor Da and I pray for my mom for 15 years before she got saved. We keep believing. One day she's gonna come and stretch out her hand to worship God in the church, and we got the answer 15 years later. But we believe at that time when we pray that my mom is saved. You see what I mean? Everyone say believing, believing. comes before having. This is the big problem. A lot of people want to have first before they believe. But faith, according to the Bible, you believe now first, and it comes later on. Amen. That is a true biblical faith. Another problem with Christian is that faith that you have can go as far as what you know. Let me repeat one more time. Faith can go as far as you know. In other words, your faith. Or you cannot believe beyond what you know. That's why you need to know the Bible. If you don't know the Bible, you cannot have faith for what God say in the Bible. You are ignorant. The Bible say God's people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. That's why we need to hear the Word. That's why we need to study the Bible. We need to understand every page of the Bible. And as we learn and listen to the Bible and and get the Word of God in the knowledge in, we mix faith into the Scripture, and you can see the result. The more you know, and the more you mix faith with the Scripture, the more you will see the answer. Everyone say, faith goes as far as my knowledge. Be studious. Be. Faithful in getting the word into your life, reading the Bible every day, listening to the teaching CD. Don't take it for granted. 
I believe God has given us podcast, CD, MP3. God even make the car company to put the CD play in your car. Don't waste time driving on the road and have a daydream. Get the CD in. Listen, because the more you hear the word, the more you can have faith. Because you can have something to hang on to have faith. Get the word of God into your life. The more you have knowledge, the easier you can have faith. Amen. And after you have faith, you say, "I have it now." Next step is to thank God and praise God. Amen. If you know that God answered you already, you just thank God and praise God, even though it hasn't come yet. As long as you stay in hope, the thing you ask for, according to the Bible, will never materialize. But you begin to step into present tense, not the future tense. You're gonna see it materialize one day. Amen. But the enemy of your soul, the liar, the devil. Will try every way to steal your faith. He will come and talk to you. He will send somebody to discourage you, to put discouragement. Maybe you watch TV program that talk about bad things, and you get discouraged. He will try to put doubt into you. You have to resist the devil. Stay in the Word of God. Stay around with people with faith. Fellowship with people with faith. Talking faith, talking the word, talking, listening to the testimony. We destroy the enemy or the devil by the word of testimony. Amen. And the blood of the lamb. We destroy the work of the enemy. We stay close to each other. We come to church. Don't miss church. Get into the word of God. Get into the fellowship. Go to care group. Be around Christians. Amen. Always encourage one another with faith, so that we will. Fight a good fight of faith and have victory. Don't listen to the devil. The devil will try to talk to you. Oh, it's impossible. You will never make it. You're gonna die soon. Oh, your your ministry will not go anywhere. You're gonna break up your marriage. No, don't listen to all those negative things. Stay with the promise of God. Amen. Confess what God say in the Bible. I want to conclude this teaching, and we'll continue next time. So everyone say, faith is of now. Hope is of the future. It's important to have faith. It's important to have hope. Hope purifies us. It's important to have love. But how we can get things from God? We have to do it by faith. Last thing I want to say: true faith takes action. If you really have faith, you need to have a step of faith. Action. When Jesus called Peter to walk into the water out of the boat, if he did not step out, the miracle would never happen. But he stepped out of the boat and walked on the water. But when his eyes start to look at the circumstances, he sank. Faith, you need to look at Jesus, look at the promise of God, look at what God say, and keep looking and looking and looking. Don't look around. Don't look at the wind. Don't look at the symptoms. We don't walk by sight. We walk by faith. Don't go by your, what you feel. Don't go by what the doctors say. Don't go by what the economy say. What the news say. What the TV say. Go by what the Bible say, and step out in faith with actions. Amen.
Many years ago, when I am pastor, heard about giving tithe. We kind of scare a little bit. Give tithe ten percent to God, but God promised us in the Bible He's gonna open the floodgate of heaven and pour out His blessing upon us. But we take the step of faith. We began to tithe right away next Sunday, and we never stopped tithing since then. We start tithing in 1983, and since then. God's provision always there. Miracle after miracle of God's provision. We step out by faith to do it. Amen? The same thing with speaking in tongue. When you get lay hand on, and God say, if you receive the Holy Spirit, you will speak in tongue. And you don't step out by faith to open your mouth and speak, you will never speak. Because you don't take action. You need to take action. Amen? I remember in about five or six years ago, after I got touched by the fire of God, God began to lead me to learn about demonology, casting out demons many years ago. I studied, studied, and taught into the CD. But I never cast out demons in my life. Actually, <laughs> I think Pastor Da and Pirate remember many years ago, this one lady came into the church with demons. And I, while you were there, I was preaching, and she came up to the stage, and she said, you stop preaching right now. I'm going to dance in front of the whole congregation. And the lady was dancing like a, a, a Hindu dance, worshiping Hindu God. And she said, I worship God, but never say the word Jesus. And I was standing there. I don't know what to do. And Neil Johnson came up and hauled her out into another room. We didn't even know how to cast out demons at that time. Demon act up in the church when he didn't know what to do. Until five or six years ago, I studied about demonology. And I went to the camp, church camp in August. And God said, today you're going to cast out demons and you have to step out by faith. And that week, the first time I cast out demons, step out by faith and began to cast out demons and it happened. Demons come out from people a lot. And since then, we have been casting out demons in the church. Because the first step, I moved out in faith to do it. When I first got into revival, I went to a meeting. This is the first meeting, revival meeting in my life in Florida. I was sitting there. A lot of pastors came to that meeting. And one pastor got up and going to go to the restroom. He was walking out. I think he came from the south. The pastor was walking out to the restroom. And the preacher said, fire! Just point the finger, fire. The man fell under the power. And I was looking. How did this happen? Why did this man say fire and another man fall under the power? And I was questioning in my heart, what, why I cannot do this? Why he could do that, but I could not? We had the same name of Jesus. And the answer came. The Holy Spirit was speaking to me at that moment. He said, your faith is not there yet. This man has so much faith. But when he decree, we're going to talk about this in the camp, about decreeing as the king and priest on earth. We are king and you decree things happen. But you do it by faith. That man has so much faith, that preacher. So I learned that day, I need to build faith. Amen? Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6. When I preach this message, don't be discouraged. Because it takes time to grow in faith. 
if you study about the life of Abraham, he grows in faith little by little. It doesn't happen overnight. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 and 7 say, Go to the ant, use luggard. Consider her ways and be wise, which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provide her supplies in the summer and gathers her food in the harvest. This teaching is not about only finances, that you need to save money for the rainy day. Save money in the summer so that you can have money to pay for the electric bill, for the heat bill in winter. But this one applies for spiritual thing too. Why you are healthy and strong? Why you are still okay? You need to keep storing up the word of God and build up your faith for the rainy day. Now, a lot of you are young, healthy, wealthy, and strong. You think, oh, I don't need this kind of teaching. But one thing is that you cannot avoid being old. Everyone is going to get old one day. How many people agree with me? <laughs> one day you're going to need your faith to fight with knee arthritis. One day you're going to need faith to fight with back pain. Amen? One day you're going to need faith to fight with Alzheimer's or dementia. I don't accept dementia. When I turn 90, I still sharp by faith. I still preaching, laying hand on people, flying into the country. I don't accept walking like this with knee arthritis. But I cannot have that kind of faith overnight. I have to keep building, storing up the word, the faith of God, year after year, day after day, to fight in the rainy day. The rainy day is going to come. The Difficult days will come one day to all of us. I remember one time, the whole family lost our passport in a taxi in Bangkok. If you know Bangkok, Bangkok has, I don't know, 10, 6 million people and about maybe 1 million taxi. And we got into the passport place and we find out our bag with the passport is in the taxi and he's gone. And I cannot fly that night back to America and have no American passport. I'm stuck. That is a rainy day for us. And we need to exercise our faith. <laughs> we sat down and prayed, in the name of Jesus, the taxi driver will come back and give us the passport. Or something had happened. I need to fly tonight. That taxi didn't even know which building we, are, we were in because he dropped us at the side street. You know, 15 minutes later, the taxi driver walked in. Is this your bag? 40 minutes or 15 minutes? 40 minutes, you remember what he did. 40 minutes later, he came in. This is your back. <sighs> I want to jump up and down and say hallelujah in front of everybody. <laughs> you see, you need faith at certain time of your life. <laughs> Amen. That's why this teaching is important for you. You need to get this CD, listen again and again and again and again. Build your faith. Let's get into the Word of God. Be like an ant. Store up food in the summertime. For the wintertime, you can come out and fight the battle. Fight the good fight of faith. Amen? Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your Word teaching us the biblical faith. 
Oh Lord, we all want to be people of faith. We want to please you. It's impossible to please you without faith, Lord. We thank you so much, Lord. Help us, Father, to be hungry for your word, so that we know what you say, your promises, and then we can connect those promises with faith. May your Holy Spirit impart. The gift of faith into our heart. Everyone in this room can have the gift of faith from the Holy Spirit. Father, perform signs and wonders that people will know that you are the living God. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I lift to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done have been washed away by your only son. Bring me a tired, you said. Bring me a weak. Bring me your hungry masses. We seek your glory. Yeah.